0: Cuts, check. Flats, check. Engine, check. Coffee maker, check. We are ghost. Okay, boys.
1: You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Nick.
2: I am Rachel.
1: And I am Will. We are back at it again this week. Uh, Wacky news, stories, all that fun stuff. We just have a good time. Uh, As always, let's get rolling with Wacky World.
0: Wow. I don't believe it. Well, there's something you don't see every
3: day.
1: Uh, My story here, a lot of people prognosticating about the future, Nostradamus, notably among them, all kinds of economists and historians and whatnot. People like to make predictions, but this guy on TikTok by the name Aesthetic Time Warper, uh, he's gotten over a billion views on the, the platform for degenerates. And he has said that in the year two thousand twenty-two, aliens will invade Earth, coming disguised as a meteor shower, and will start a great alien war with humans, presumably. A great alien war? Mm. Wait, isn't that um, War
3: of the Worlds? Didn't they come here on asteroids?
1: No, yeah. <laughs> it isn't. Mm-mm. Oh,
3: not that I know of. But disguised as an astro- as a asteroid shower. Yeah, or like whatever. a meteor, meteor shower. shower. Okay, um, I would take it. You know with a grain of salt considering it comes from tiktok and he's probably just looking is that for it is just it being from tiktok yes like, hmm. yes that is <laughs> yeah. that is the
1: only reason that this is not if legit the, yeah if some crazy drunk guy told you that at the bar you'd be like you know honestly Sounds I, reasonable. <laughs> i'd be more inclined to believe a drunk guy than someone on tiktok yes especially a guy that's searching for views and clicks and being drunken doesn't
3: preclude mental illness no it, yeah, i would say it definitely shows
1: some wisdom being drunk yes
3: (laughs) it's like if he's gotten to that point like he's definitely trying to that that is true
1: that that, that's true maybe yeah he knows the truth and deep down he's just trying
0: to repress it
1: if you knew the truth and you were i i you know and no one's gonna believe you yeah
3: well it's also too it's probably pretty concerning Mm -hmm. it's like the only way to
1: to to bottle that up and and you know you can't tell anyone because they'll think you're crazy it's like in Mm -hmm. terminator 2 where uh what's her face the girl the yeah. Sarah Connor Sarah she Connor. ends up in the in the mental institution. That's right, because she's like the, the
3: robots are coming, they're gonna kill us all. Uh-huh. That's right. That's mm. is that Terminator Two that?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's T two when they lock her up. Yeah, that's right. And then so, she goes crazy when Arnold shows up. Yeah, you see how far we've regressed as society. So you make doomsday predictions in the 1980s they throw you into prison, mm. and then you do that on TikTok, you get a billion viewers, And you're probably monetized pretty pretty handily. Yeah,
2: I have some beef, or rather. A mischievous cow escaped a slaughterhouse in Brazil and found its way to a nearby water park.
3: Is it spring break for cows?
2: I don't know, but he managed to evade death and get to the top of a water slide, reportedly only designed to hold 450 pounds, but it held firm under the cow's roughly 700 pound weight.
1: Well, if it can hold your mom. <laughs> <laughs> So did the cow go down the slide?
2: Yes, it did. There is video footage of it as well.
1: Is there like the picture? Did it take it? You know, when you take a picture when you're down on Splash Mountain, is there a picture of the cow? Did it put its hands in the air? Not
2: that kind of bougie. Uh Oh, (laughs) Oh, this
1: isn't Brazil. Gotcha. So
2: apparently Brazil is the largest exporter of beef in the world. That is true. But this beef exported himself.
1: (laughs) Down a water slide.
2: Yes. And apparently he then somehow made it to a farm. And it said the animal's unlikely dash for freedom had a happy ending. Five hundred miles west of Rio de, of Rio de Janeiro, where the ranch owner adopted it and named it Taboga, which is which
1: slide. means tomorrow's dinner.
0: No, no, no.
2: <laughs> it means slide in Portuguese.
1: Portuguese, huh? Oh, look at that.
3: Mm. And right.
2: apparently they claimed the cow would become a family pet
1: until they ate it. Until it was turned into sliders. It's like in Babe. <laughs> Okay, that was good. Yeah, I that was, was good. I'm proud trying. of that one. <laughs> <laughs> beef
3: sliders. Huh? Beef sliders. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud oh of that. Oh
2: my gosh. <laughs> mm. <That's... laughs> well,
3: on our topic of beef. Yeah. You know, you know those crazy Germans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, it's really late, it's about midnight, and I've been up having fun with people. And uh, you know, after a while, you start to get a little hungry and uh, there's kind of that, that I like to call a midnight munchie and so you either go to Taco Bell you go to McDonald's if it's open well mm-hmm. the Germans have the way that they are have really really thought about this they've taken it to a science they have actually made um, sausage vending machines specifically of course for they would. late mm-hmm. night German midnight munchies uh, it is a I love this. Yeah, it's actually pretty impressive. So they made a half million vending machines that are selling bratwurst and buckwurst, uh, and they are temperature regulated, so you get the perfect hmm. sausage when it comes right out of the vending machine. How does it Hot how, off the does, press. Does it
1: dispense or, like uh, like the tube? Just, it comes out. It, I don't does know. Stuff it for you.
3: Uh, is
2: it, oh yeah, is like it, the uh, tickets
1: at Chuck E. Cheese. It just kind of. This feels
2: yeah. kind of like a Willy Wonka invention
3: it really does it's actually pretty impressive these the uh this is actually partially a german government project because <laughs> i know it sounds crazy um but this the was wall doesn't sound so crazy
1: now does it
2: socialism at its best <laughs> at its Teaching finest. people to like have food just come to them yeah it's
1: pretty so- it's pretty impressive and it's it's just to. Well, what do you call uber eats is that socialism? well that, that's got to be communism then I'm just wondering if they have the sausage rolled up in there like a fire hose, and then it just kind of rolls out, or kinda if they like, have them like pre-packaged, yeah, like, foot like long one of those sausages.
3: rotisserie machines, and it kind of unwinds, right? Like the and, they, and then mm-hmm. then you
1: just hold your hand out, and then the sausage just kind of yeah. out into your hand. It has yeah. little,
3: little scissors in there to cut it,
2: <laughs> exactly. Then, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Like a little yeah. receipt coming out.
1: Yeah, like I said, <laughs> like I said, like the they tickets at Chuck E. The cheese. They
3: receipt on the sausage, oh my so you eat God. your receipt. That's that's. Peak German
1: efficiency. You know, someone said one time that sausage is just meat in a casing, and so eventually you become the sausage because you are the casing for the meat.
3: <laughs> wow, that's actually a really good point. I'll think
1: about that when you're high. I'm th- All right, so next up on the show. Shot the heart, and you're darling, you love, bad so Alec Baldwin. More details have emerged oh in the Rust shooting. A lawsuit has been filed. We thought, you know, a little update on this. We followed the Gabby Petito story. I like this. So We just kind of follow the breaking news of the week, kind of Uh-oh. get into it. A lawsuit filed uh, yesterday, we're, we record on Thursday, air on Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. A lawsuit filed yesterday, on Wednesday, alleges that Alec Baldwin recklessly fired a gun when it wasn't even called for in the script. So oh. so on a movie set, you will have someone called a script supervisor. Right. And basically, script supervisor is in charge of continuity among Mm -hmm. other things, where they make sure that everyone's clothes and objects and everything are the same between takes to maintain continuity in a scene. She would also be aware whether or not they need to fire or not because then it's her job to uh, make sure the armorer gets the blanks and everything into the gun, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Well, uh, this woman who uh, the defendant, uh, or no, I'm sorry, the defendant is Alec Baldwin, (laughs) the the script supervisor, Mamie Mitchell. Mamie? Mamie Mitchell. How do you spell Mamie? M-A-M-I-E. (laughs) Mamie. Mommy. Yeah. This is the second most egregious thing in this lawsuit. (laughs) Uh, So so she says that in the scene where Alec Baldwin fired the gun, it was not called for in the script, and that he just decided to point the gun, pull the trigger to have fun or something. It was totally unnecessary. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. The one thing I'm curious
3: about is that he had a gun, though.
1: Yes, in the scene. Yes. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to shoot it. He could just be waving it around on the take or anything. It could be in his holster. So
3: why did they load it with anything?
1: Now, that is the big question. Now, I mm-hmm. saw, I don't have this article up right here. We're looking at an article from the Associated Press. Uh. And basically, someone is alleging that Alec Baldwin, someone <laughs> other conspiracy theories, alleging that Alec Baldwin actually loaded the gun himself. Now, uh. that, that would be the, because, you know, of course the Clintons are going to get brought up into this. Mm. No one has a higher body count than the, the Clintons. The Clintons. Yeah. Mm. Uh, basically, what is being alleged is that Alec Baldwin killed uh, the cinematographer because she had some sort of connection to a lawyer uh, who had dirt on the Clintons or something. True. Well, the, the, the problem with Alec Baldwin is that he didn't, you're supposed to check a gun clear, like anytime you pick it up. And clearly, he didn't do that and uh and and you're also not supposed to point the gun at anyone which you're not supposed to do that even if there is a scene the again in the lawsuit it discusses how proper set etiquette even when you're pointing a gun uh for a scene where you're like pointing at the camera and no one is supposed to be around it's not like uh you know if it's for the scene you get to point the gun at somebody yep um so this is where things start to get a little spicy so the attorney for Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who is the armorer on the set. Her lawyer said in a statement, quote, We are convinced this was sabotage and Hannah is being framed. We believe that the scene was tampered with well before police arrived. Hmm. So this... We believe
3: the scene was tampered with... Yeah. As... Oh! Oh, okay. This is... Yeah. So this could mean many This is getting interesting. This
1: could mean someone loaded the gun... Before Alec Baldwin took it. This could mean Alec Baldwin loaded the gun. This could be someone paid Alec Baldwin to load the gun. Alec Baldwin paid someone to load the gun.
2: Someone paid someone else to load the gun for Alec Baldwin.
1: Someone hired two uh, guys with MAGA hats and bleach and rope to load the gun with a check. And his name was Jussie Smollett.
3: We believe that the scene was tampered. See, I'm, I'm looking into this because... Yeah. These are these are heavy claims. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like like and I'm not On even saying sides. Oh, someone's put a live round in the gun. Like obviously that happened. Yeah. But she's also making the claim. Who who made the claim that Hannah was set up? The attorney. Attorney. For Hannah. Okay. So they're not only saying that Hannah was Set up by putting a bullet in the gun, yep. but then they are also saying that the scene was tampered
1: with before the
3: police arrived.
1: Right to make it look like perhaps she was in the wrong.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. The weird thing. A is, Yes. The weird thing is, is that these kinds of claims, th- they're going to have to provide evidence.
1: Well, if they I want mean, what this other- to work, the the, the the burden of evidence is on the prosecution, and so if they choose to go after her. It is not her fault. To, it is not her job to prove her innocence. Yes. It is the court's job or not. To the prove her job. guilt. It is yeah. the prosecution to prove her guilt. Right. So you can, I mean, now in discovery, uh, you could find exonerating evidence, which by law has to be brought up. But whether or not that actually happens is a little iffy. Right. Uh, but I think it's entirely possible that she could do some digging or if, if this is true. Right. I mean, I don't know. So they're, they're trying to paint her as an inexperienced armorer. Uh, on, on this set which this article is doing as well right but whether or not she's inexperienced it's Alec Baldwin's fault for pulling the gun out and shooting now if the script supervisor is saying that Alec Baldwin shouldn't have even pulled the gun out touched it pointed it during this scene oh, yeah I feel like that almost corroborates the armorer with her not having not being at fault here
3: yeah well the whole framed thing though that changes the ball game now significantly it
1: wasn't even the armorer who handed the gun to Alec Baldwin which is another big problem It was the second, I believe it was an assistant or a second Mm. unit director who handed the gun, which is not supposed to be done either. The armorer is supposed to be the only one who handles the guns other than the the command. Which is
2: why the armorer has to have a lawyer, because why, there shouldn't ever be a real bullet in a gun, like, there shouldn't ever need to be a real bullet in a gun on a movie set, right?
3: There shouldn't be live rounds anywhere near the set.
2: So, it's, if. She, no matter whether an assistant handed it to him yeah. or she did, she is ultimately responsible for the fact that live rounds were near the yes. set. And so her lawyer if- has to, unless she is at least partially guilty. Like Baldwin or whoever can be guilty too. The- but she's at least partially guilty unless the lawyer claims that it wasn't her fault. Like he can't make any other claims. So even though you're like, wow, these are big claims, like what other claims is he supposed to say in her defense? Other than it wasn't her fault, it was someone else.
3: The only thing that I can think of is that they are making the claim that someone brought live rounds onto set. Yes. Without her knowing, so that is the only thing I can think of. the The, the more interesting thing is is the second part about tampering with evidence mm. after someone got shot on set. Mm. Right. That to me is way has way more weight than oh someone was dumb enough to bring live rounds onto the set which someone maybe didn't know any better and loaded into the gun by accident cuz they mm-hmm. don't know the difference between a blank and a live round but mm-hmm. then again i am you know i know very little about this but it's just that's that's a lot yeah it is
1: that's a lot that's quite a bit
3: now it could something.
1: be now this isn't like the first time something this has happened like i think bruce is it bruce lee's kid uh, who died during in that movie the crow they uh, the same thing happened where there mm. were live rounds inside a gun uh, there's not now people don't know this like blanks can kill you
3: yes they can um
1: so there was an actor who i forget who it was uh he was doing a scene he had a gun with a blank in it and they had to reset and like as a joke he was like i'm gonna kill myself you know because it was like oh we gotta do this again he put the gun up his head pulled the trigger and the pressurized gas killed him yeah Uh so uh a lot i mean the fact now i mean i don't know anything about like what kind of bullets they use like it could be like when you use these blanks on set you still want to have um like powder come out or something Right. You still want to get that, that muzzle flare
0: mm-hmm. and, and
1: everything. So And you're going to have to put a cap on the powder inside the bullet. Otherwise, it's just going to rattle around and it's not going to ignite. Right? It needs to be packed in. Right. So it, this could be like it's a blank – I mean, a – when they're doing a scene like they're shooting off into the distance, they have a thing where there's just like a cap on the end of the bullet. It's not a live mm. bullet per se, but it's still shooting out like a piece of metal or something. That could have done the damage. I don't know.
3: So the way that, that blanks, I, I know a, a, a tad about uh-huh. these, the way that blanks work, it, it's crimped at the end. Yep. Um, so rather than having a bullet stuck in the end of it, it basically looks like a little flower that's been pressed down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you get the pressure from it, is because they crimp the end of the brass. Um, so it's just like a big brass capsule like there's no there's no space in it um and it opens when it's fired it's not about blanks maybe. it's about why well, was there a live round on set we don't know
1: protocol maybe they did use live rounds for something legitimate i don't know i none of us have, none of us have ever been on a movie set and none yeah. of us are armor so we cannot say but yeah so we'll keep up with this i don't know why you'd be following the loft for updates on this news story <laughs> but if for some reason you are uh we might do another another uh
3: maybe we have found a niche
1: another swing at this all right next up on the loft on Radio for Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. We're going to be talking about the UPS, the better United States Postal Service, <laughs> the people who get <laughs> your packages there on time. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I thought being a delivery guy was a pretty easy job, right? I mean, you just drive around. Yeah. You pick. What did you, you find out? You drop packages off. Well, I found yeah. out they go through a pretty intense boot camp. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. And as... Uh, You know, the Christmas, the holiday season, Christmas is coming. Everyone's ordering more packages. They're coming to people, but just ordering more packages in general. Yeah. I did not know this, but there is an intense boot camp. Navy SEALs eat your heart out. The UPS (laughs) goes through this program where they learn how to deliver packages safely and on time. So let's take a listen. I guess we'll stop, commentate if we find anything uh, interesting.
0: All right. Where holiday packages and other presents like these are being sorted by these workers that you see here behind me. But the women and men in those brown trucks, you see out on the road, they're literally the driving force for this company. will help UPS no deliver millions do. of packages and generate billions in profit this holiday season. I'm here at the corner of Reeves and Tremont, what looks like an intersection in any neighborhood around the country. But it is actually one of 10 facilities here in the U.S. where UPS will train 12,000 drivers for the busy holiday season. Here in Tiny Town, trainees learn the techniques, tactics, and tricks. It is a rigorous program. Oh yeah. One out of five just won't make it into a brown uniform.
1: Wow! Listen to those attrition rates. One out of five won't make it. Oh
3: my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think? Can you take this seriously? Because people can't see this. There's basically a tiny little town. Yes. Like small houses, small streets, small lawns. And they are literally delivering door to door. Yeah,
1: and they
2: practice delivery. It sounds delivery. really fun, actually.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: UPS expects the average delivery to be made within 90 seconds.
1: Unlike Amazon Prime, and they'll let their drivers hang out in the back of the vans with people they deliver to. Did you guys see that video?
3: No. No.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, there's a video where a, Amazon de- a woman was, leaving, seen, was seen leaving the back of an Amazon delivery truck.
3: What, is <clears> that <throat> even, what does that even mean? Yeah. Why was she back there?
1: With the delivery guy? Never mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> A critical component of training is the drill drive. This is where trainees learn to identify and avoid potential hazards on the road. Do they do During the drill so, like, drive, trainees just- must identify 45 different things.
1: I didn't know that there were 45 different hazards on the road. Listen to this.
0: They see out on the road and figure out whether they're a hazard or not within two minutes. (laughs) And during the holiday season, UPS increases its number of unique routes by 25% to a total of 100,000 different ways to get a package to a business or your home. UPS drivers can face many obstacles while trying to deliver a package within that 90 second window. Well, UPS spends 200 million dollars a year on safety training to prepare them. One example: <laughs> this slip and fall track.
1: So basically, they have built a little track, and I guess it's very low friction. It's very slippery, and they put special uh, boots, little slippery boots, on, uh-huh. and you are held up by this harness that, and you're basically hanging from the ceiling, and you're walking across this tile floor that's really slippery with so, a package okay, to practice. What I
2: don't get is why is how is that practice? If you're hanging from the ceiling, you're not going to be hanging from the sky when you deliver package. Packages.
3: it's so if they fall they don't hurt themselves yeah
1: it's to simulate and i'm sure like yeah. taking the weight but off of you it also ma- makes it more slippery
2: simulate reality and if they fall they will hurt themselves so yeah but what if you, like you like fall and reality. break
1: your neck and then you sue ups because For of their this, training facility because this cockamamie training
2: <laughs> don't have that kind of training
1: yet. you know your dad's a lawyer rachel you should understand this this is this is a liability <laughs>
3: No, that's actually, I'll say this. Clearly he never took you to work. As silly as that is, that's actually pretty brilliant, teaching people how to carry stuff on ice, because that is actually very hard.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So that's that's good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I like it. Let's go. It simulates one of the hazards drivers can face either outside or inside. UPS will spend up to 30% more than originally planned to hire holiday workers in response to the nation's labor crunch. Seasonal delivery drivers will make between $21 and $28 an hour.
1: Why am I in college, bro? I'm dropping out. We're, we're gonna go work for UPS.
3: Mm. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. actually really- That's not bad. Well, see so here's the thing though. The nice thing is that they'll get a lot more people applying because of the- Yeah. The wages so good. Maybe, maybe. I think
0: you will. We'll see. That's good. That is 10 to almost 50% more than the average logistics worker makes. Mm. The competition for holiday workers oh. is intense. With FedEx looking to hire 90,000, and Amazon, one hundred and twenty-five. There it is.
3: Dang. Yep. I
1: thought they were gonna call it Amazon. But yeah. So that's that's that. I the part gets me is just that tiny town where they they go yeah. through and you have to pretend to like make the make the delivery at this house.
3: <laughs> the best part too with like the driver, uh, what was it, uh, obstruction training. Yeah. And first off, I love the number of like they have to figure out what to do in two minutes. Right. It's like. You, you take two minutes to figure out that
1: a dog's running <laughs> front in front of the middle of the road. Like, you don't hmm. have two minutes. Right. Yeah. 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 You, you, you see grandma crossing the street and say, like, is this a hazard? Is
3: this a hazard? <laughs> Can
1: I run this over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Can I run this over without hurting the truck or myself?
1: Like in driver's ed, they taught you that if like, an animal's running across the road and someone's behind you, you don't break because that could stop a tail end collision. So you just hit the deer? Well, like a, if it's a cat or a dog or something. Yeah. Like oh, I mean, in that's In driver's fair. ed, they
2: always said, Fluffy gets it. Fluffy,
1: gets, Fluffy
3: it. gets it.
2: Yeah, if, like, the dog <laughs> or then...
1: You know who else gets it? Mima, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> grandma! Hey, gra-
2: Grandma <laughs>
1: got grandma run over it. by the
2: That's when you delivery the guy. Reindeer. <laughs> what I think is funny is the whole 90-second thing, because now I'm recalling seeing UPS drivers drop things off at our house and how they literally will... Kind of walk fast, drop the package off, and jog back to their cars. And now I know why that is. 90 seconds. seconds. Also,
1: uh, the routes. I was just reading about UPS, uh, looking at this. UPS drivers are trained, and their routes are kind of mapped out, where they do not take left turns because they're more inefficient because you're crossing traffic. Mm. Yes. As opposed to a right turn. Right.
0: Boop. Mm -hmm.
2: Wow. Yep.
1: The things you don't think about.
2: So they take a lot of three right turns instead of one left.
1: I don't know.
3: Well, I mean, it's it's optimized. So if there's a time where you can take a right turn sooner, so you can avoid a left later, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think they would do. a But they're avoiding a
2: left ever. (laughs)
3: Well, it depends. I I think it's yeah. I think in most cases, it's like you could avoid a left turn if you do a right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. I'm not
1: gonna drive all the way around the block because I'm like, oh no, oh no, I missed your house. I guess I'm gonna can't take a left here. That's right, right, right.
3: No, that's definitely, no, that's that's cool.
1: You've been listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Check us out on YouTube at The Loft Hillsdale and Spotify at The Loft Hillsdale, as well as Instagram at Loft1017. Thanks for listening.